be here, but um, hey, it's good to be with you guys. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, David Heavener TV. By the way, if you're not signed up to davidheavener.tv, go there and um, you can always you can always watch us there. And um, you probably, <laughs> what is that? That's a reminder to go live. Yeah, but, welcome, okay, everybody. but uh, does that need to be turned off? Um, or will it happen again? Sure. Let me work on it. Well, that ain't going to happen. So anyway, we may have alarms going off. Will it continue to go off? Until? Probably, yeah. Okay. So then I will let you take this okay. and work on it. Uh, so we have a tech here. We have Abraham. Abe, you want to take this and uh, cut this alarm off and put it back uh, on here? And we wouldn't exist here without Abraham today, so we have right. to give a special thank you. Yeah. So it's good. so good to be with you guys. This is what I hope to be one of many gatherings we can have on Sunday morning. And why? Because um, God spoke to my heart. He said, you know, there's a lot of people out there, myself included, I just don't fit into a lot of churches, you know, and I'm not going to bash churches this morning. This is not what this is about, but, you know, I'll, I'll pick a church, I'll go to it, and man, it's just like, you know, I just stepped into a cold shower, right? I just... Look, let me be honest with you. Oh, Davida's there. Hey, uh, Davida. She says she's waiting for our show today, but aren't we live? Um, uh, are we on YouTube? That's yeah, check that out. Um, and then uh, Lynette here's with us. Good morning, uh, Lynette. Good to see you. Uh, there's Shelly. Hello. Hey, Shelly. How are you? But anyway, I, I just don't feel like I'm at home. You know, when I walk into God's house, I want to feel like I'm at home. And I just don't feel like I fit in. And I feel like there's a lot of people out there like me that you just don't fit in. And I'm hoping that this time together um, is a time that we can all come together as God's people and we can fit in. We fit together. It doesn't mean we always agree with each other every little minute detail but it does mean that we love each other. We believe that there's only one God, the only one way to get to God is through Jesus Christ. And we will not compromise his message. We will stand on um, the blood of Jesus. We will stand against uh, abortion. We will stand against sexual perversion. We will not fit into these quote, uh, culture, the, 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 this culture cancer that's going on. And see, this is why I have a problem with a lot of churches is they pick and choose scripture because they don't want to offend people. They want to grow their congregation. Folks, I'm interested in growing my knowledge, your knowledge of God, okay? And so what are we talking about this morning? We're talking about, first, let me go have a drink of coffee. If you guys haven't had your coffee this morning, I've got to get mine. Excuse me one second. Oh. You know, there's something about coffee, Shanita, that I, I have a cup of coffee, and I, just, <laughs> I know this is going to sound strange, but I just feel like I'm a little closer to God. Now, here's my question. Do you think there's going to be coffee shops in heaven? Uh, in my house are many mansions. I'm wondering if some of those mansions, Lord, one of them could just be a coffee shop. I don't mean Starbucks, because I'm not talking about, you know, the whacked out liberal uh, uh, agenda, right? But I mean, look, heaven's gonna be a place that 
We enjoy God, we enjoy each other, we praise God forever. We're talking eternity. I don't know if I can imagine eternity without a cup of coffee. I don't know, is that sacrilegious? But I feel like God gave us coffee, we can enjoy it, right? It's not bad for us. Uh, Or maybe you're a tea lover, maybe you love to drink tea, you know? Maybe you love to drink hot water. But whatever you love, as long as it's not bad for your body, God created it, and God wants us to, uh, to enjoy it. This is our last evangelist coffee cup here. If you don't have one, you need to get one. I'll send it to you. Do you oh. want my take on it? Yeah, what's your take on it? Okay, so God created our world in six days. Right. And yet he's been working on heaven for 2,000 years. That's an old Keith Green song I listened to growing up. Uh, and things that give us so much pleasure now, how much more pleasure will there be in heaven, in his presence? Because Psalm 16, 11 tells us, in his presence is pleasures forevermore. Okay. So there could be something even better and more satisfying and fulfilling in heaven than we're aware of right now. So what you're saying is there will be coffee shops in heaven because it's for our enjoyment. Better than coffee. Better than coffee. Absolutely. Wow. I know it blows my mind. Can't wait to get there, folks. I'm telling you. Um, okay, so... Um, it, Coffee shops in heaven, that's not exactly what we're going to talk about this morning, but I think it's important. Well, it's about power, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, what we're going to be talking about is our power, okay? And um, uh, the question is, what is power? Is God's people, are they using, their, are we using our power? And if not, how do we start using our power? Okay, now we're going to be, I'll I'll be uh, talking this morning from this book called True Power that I wrote. And again, if you don't have a copy, I want to get you a copy of this, but we'll be uh, uh, talking about true power. What is it? And then how do we use it? Okay, now within power is going to be who you are, who I am. What is your story? What is your story? God created you for a purpose, for a reason, something very, very specific. Are you living out your story? Are you living the mission God created, uh, the the purpose in which God created you, okay? He gave each and every one of us a very specific purpose. You say, David, you know, I got my job. Yeah, well, that might be true. But is your job your purpose? Does it fit into what God has planned for you? It might be, but these are questions we have to ask. Now, the thing is, we can't live our purpose until we understand what power is and until we take back our power, okay? And this is why a lot of Christians today are sick. We have addiction, uh, financial distress, because Christians don't understand their power. So what I want you to do, I want you to uh, go to Acts 1.8. If you've got your uh, computer, if you've got your Bibles, let's go to Acts 1.8. And before we go to scripture, let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask him, ask God to open our minds, to give us the understanding, the wisdom. Thank you, Lord, for being with us this morning. I thank you for each and every person here. And Father, it's not, and it's not by mistake that they're here this morning. This is not a mistake. This is an anointed, appointed time for each and every person. And we thank you, Father, that you're going to give us wisdom as we ask it this morning through the guidance of the Holy Spirit on your power in Jesus' name. All right, Acts 1.8. 
but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witness in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Okay, number one, the Holy Spirit comes on us, we will receive the power. We're gonna talk about this because it's a misconception. Churches have abused this understanding of power. We have been taught that this that the Holy Spirit comes on us and we now can speak in tongues, we now can dance around, we now can uh, be holy, we now can, you know, folks, this is not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit is God. Now, can you speak in tongues? Yes. Can you dance? Yes. Can you do all these things? But this is not who God is. God is not a speaking in tongues. God is not a dancing. God is God. And when God comes in us, God is power. And when power comes in us, we have the power of God. Second, when the power comes on us, we will be witnesses. Now, when you're a witness, you are not afraid to take the witness stand. You're taking it and you're testifying for somebody or against somebody. We take the witness stand, we testify for Christ, we testify against Satan. But you must have power to do that. If you do not, you will not have the courage. And that's why when the power comes on us, we have the courage. Okay? It says we'll be witnesses. To the ends of the earth, folks, this does not stop in church, if you go to church. It does not stop in your living room. It continues on to your job. It continues on to your career. It continues on to your friends, your family. It will not stop. You know, before I became what I consider uh, completely alive, having integrity, I was a brain-dead Christian. What did that mean? I mean, I had my Hollywood David, you know, making movies, and I had on Sunday my church-going David, and, uh, you know, I'd go to church on Sunday and bring God into it, leave the movies behind, go to the movies Monday through Saturday, leave God out of it, until God caused me to crash and burn. I literally died. But when I came up, the God David met the movie-making David, came up as one, it's called integrity. Now, the problem with that is no matter where you go, you're going to take all of you with you. You're going to take your power with you, God's power with you. So I went to church, I took Hollywood, they got mad. I went to Hollywood, I took God, they got mad. I made everybody mad, except God, except me. Until you're to the point where you're ready to defend God and not worry about offending man, you have no power. You're playing around. There is no power that's come upon you. You can't go to church, let the Holy Spirit come on you, dance around, speak in tongues, then go out and be wimpy about God. Because what you do in church, speaking in tongues, dancing, praising God should be carried to the streets. If it's not, you have fake power. I'm going to say it again. Shanita, I'm getting bold here. I don't know. Maybe I should be careful what I say. I just said that if you're in church 
and you get this feeling, sensation of the Holy Spirit coming on you, and you start dancing and speaking in tongues, or whatever you do. Mm-hmm. But then you go outside and you become a different person. My question is, was that even God's power coming on you, or was that a feeling? Because when you have God's power coming on you, how do you take God's power off? That's a hard thing to do. I want to see what you guys say about that. What do we got on chat here before I continue on? Who's, um, I know Shelly's out there. Davida's out there. Lynette's out there. Yeah. Oh, she says, I love this topic. Lynette, I do too. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, to John. Sandra says, it's Jesus, not man. And uh, Darkosa says, while you can feel love, you decide to love. And Maria says, you can't take God's power off. You can't take God's power off. It's like last you- night, you just spontaneously started dancing when... Eighteen scored a goal. Right. And I've never seen you dance like that. <laughs> I'm dancing because I'm happy. But yeah, so here's the thing. Um, you're right. You can't take off God's power. The question is, do you take off God's power? The question is, do you act the same no matter where you go? You know, well, David, church is a place I can dance. Church is a place I can... Sp- oh, come on, give me a break. Church is nothing but a bunch of boards and nails, and it's all going to blow up one day. You are the church. Wherever you go, take God with you, all right? Let's go to Luke 9, 1, uh, 2. Luke 9, 1, 2, all right? When Jesus had called the 12 together, he gave them power and authority to drive out what? All demons, all not just a few, all demons, and to cure disease, right? He gave us the power. Okay, so the power comes over us. We have the power to come against demons. We have the power to heal the sick. Folks, nobody else has this power. It's just you and I, we're God's people. He doesn't give it to the world. Certainly doesn't give it to Satan. Then he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Now, if we have the power, why are we not using it? That's my question. Why are we stuck in a rut? Why are we taking the back of the bus? Why does it seem like witches, warlocks, and covens are using their power, especially coming up on Halloween, and yet God's people are not using theirs, and yet God's people are participating in Halloween? Folks, Halloween is the time of demon po- demonic powers. And that's why I'm preaching on this this morning, because we're coming against the pits of hell. Halloween is just in a few weeks, and it's time that we ramp up our power. We do not succumb. We don't sit at the back of the bus for anybody, all right? Our power. Shanita, do we have any other uh, Any other? Well, Maria's letting us know, you know, are you asking... Can we hinder God's power? Yes, absolutely. Yes, we can definitely hinder God's power. This is what I'm talking about, Marie, is when the power comes over us, all right? This is God's power in us. And then what happens is we start worrying about what people are gonna think. We start thinking for God. We don't let the Holy Spirit guide us and do what it is the Holy Spirit needs to do because that might make us look, well, we're not politically correct. It might make us look foolish. 
You got to take your brain. We have to take our brain and get rid of it and put on the mind of Christ. So yes, we can hinder the power of God. That's exactly what we're talking about. Okay. And my bad. I addressed Marie, but it's not M. Young. Who is it? M. Young. M. Young. I'm sorry. M. Young. Okay. We got that uh, mixed up here. All right. Okay. Shelly's asking, is that quenching the Holy Spirit? Good question. Quenching the Holy Spirit. Absolutely it is. It's, this is why, folks, this is why, let me ask you a question. Uh, Abraham, you can answer this question. Jesus sent the disciples out to do three things. Heal the sick, um, raise the dead, cast out demons. Abraham, do you see Christians all over the world doing those three things right now? No. Huh? No. Abraham says no. Do you see it, Shanita? I see it, but not as much as I believe it's intended. Well, but yes, I believe we're quenching. You see it, but I don't see it much. <laughs> and, and this is what this is all about. Folks, we either have God's power or we don't. We either believe God or we don't. And that's why we have to open up this can and we've got to really be honest and ask ourselves, are we really using God's power? So yes, the answer is that when you hit your keyboard, this camera will shake. That's, that's what, no. Right. All right, now that's power. So when you hit it, the camera shakes, right? right? God's power oh, is, is God's power is Shanita hitting the table and us shaking. You see what I'm saying? God's power is not us shaking, causing God to hit the table. We are a reaction of the Holy Spirit. We don't summons the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes in us and we react according to the Holy Spirit. But when we try to tell the Holy Spirit what to do, it's called grieving the Holy Spirit. When my kids don't do what I ask them to do, or there's been times I feel like they're even ashamed to say, hey, this is my dad, you know, it grieves me. It grieves me. And this is why God is grieved that we're his children and we're not stepping up to the plate and living the way God wants us to live, all right? Now, I wanna talk about authority real quick, and then we're gonna go into ways that we can get our power. Well, we have the power, but ways we can touch on our power. You cannot use your power unless you understand that you have the authority, all right? It's like the soldier, the centurion, when he came to Jesus, said, please heal my servant. You don't, told Jesus, I'm paraphrasing, you don't even need to come to where my servant is. All you need to do is speak the word. And then he explained to Jesus that I am a man, to my soldier, I'm a man of great authority. I tell a man to do this, he does it. I tell a man to do that. Jesus marveled. He said, not in all of Israel have I seen a man that understands authority that has this kind of faith. Folks, we have the authority. It's like a police officer. He has the power to arrest, but unless he understands that he has the authority to arrest, he will never use his power. Let me say that again. If we don't understand that we have the authority, it was given to us by Jesus Christ. It was passed from Jesus to us. That is the authority. We will never use the power. It was important for Jesus to tell us that he 
transferred that power to us. It was important for God to know that that power was transferred because now we have the authority. Three things to get our power, to tap into our power. It's not get it back, folks. And this is a hard one, but when we become Christians, we're born into the kingdom. When we become Christians, we have the power, but we're not using the power. Do you understand? Now, I don't want to talk about this unless I first be able to say, hey, perhaps this is a way that we can tap back into the power. We can understand the power. So we understand now that only you and I have the authority. We understand that we have the power, but why aren't we using it? Why aren't we tapping into it? And I'm gonna give you something very simple God laid on my heart this morning. And I have to believe it's the Holy Spirit because it's so simple that I even had to say to God, really God, are are you serious? Is this really what you want me to say? God said, yes. Number one, God's people must breathe. Yeah, that's what God said to me. He said, David, breathe. I said, God, breathe. He said, yes, breath. Folks, the first thing we need to do, I'm gonna say the first thing, one of the, I think the most important things is breathe. Take a deep breath for God. And I'm gonna give you scripture on this. He said, David, are you kidding me? Breathe. Yeah. Let's go to Genesis 2-7. Genesis 2-7. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Folks, God breathed his breath into you, into me. Every time you take a breath, that's a brand new breath from God. Say, no, David. I'm alive. No, you're not. You are alive because God is allowing your heart to beat. He's allowing you to take your next breath. Don't you understand? So that when, just as God breathed into Adam, every time you take a breath, it's God's breath breathing into you and I. That's what God revealed to me. God said, David, my people aren't breathing anymore. You see, monks do this. New agers do this, they breathe. The problem is they're breathing in hell. You and I breathe in God's breath because we're his saved creatures. We are are his chosen people. John 20, 22, go to that. And you guys have scripture on breath. You're putting it up, thank you. John 20, 22, and with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. God breathed on us and said, receive it. You see, when the Holy Spirit comes on us, this is God breathing on us. Thank you, Shelley, for becoming a member of David Hebner TV. This is God breathing on us. So folks, the first thing is when you wake up in the morning throughout the day, stop, take a breath. Breathe in the Holy Spirit. Breathe in God. 
Imagine that's God giving you that breath. And you don't need to imagine it. You just need to know it because that's what's true. And let me tell you why this makes sense. Because when people get nervous, they stop breathing. They hold their breath. And most people are walking around with anxiety now, all through society, holding their breath. Because when you get stressed, you don't breathe. You stop breathing. The psychiatrist will tell you that. You stop breathing. You, your, your breath is short. It's sporadic. You don't take the deep breaths God intended for you. And when I'm in demonic warfare, I have to be careful because if I'm battling a demon, I notice I may stop breathing. And now I, I realize I need to take deep breaths. And when you're battling demons, make sure you breathe, all right? I've seen people being attacked by, when I've laid hands on, not laid hands, but, but, but prayed demons out, I can tell people's breath pattern. They either stop breathing or they start breathing very shallow and very quickly. Breath, breathing, this is so important, all right? Number two, well, before I get to number two, do we have any, any other um, well, comments? We have hello from Sydney, Australia, and from Oklahoma, and Sarah Lynn says, um, Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed against you will prosper. Every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Thank you. Amen. Hey, from Australia, and you are so right. Who was it that said that? That's Sarah Lynn. Huh? Sarah Lynn? Sarah. Sarah Lynn. Sarah, you are so right. But before we can understand that no weapon can be held against us, we have to understand that we have God's protection on us, which is a manifestation of his power. And you are so right. Thank you for that. Number two is pray. Number one is breathe. Number two is pray. And by the way, it's not the Lord's prayer. You know, there's no such thing as the Lord's prayer. The Lord prayed that prayer as an example for us. But the Lord wasn't praying that prayer for him because he had not gone to the Father. It was an example. But I want to give you a, a scripture, what I believe is very core to this teaching this morning on, on prayer when it comes to the power of God. Philippians 4, 8, 6 through 8. Philippians 4, 6 through 8. Do not be anxious about anything. Oh boy, here we go. You know, uh, Shanita, I was reading where two thirds of the population today, it doesn't matter where you live, are basically um, on some type of, uh, uh, almost half the people are on some type of medication, pain medication, mind altering medication, talking about prescription. Um, but two thirds of the people, at least, in the world are anxious. They're, they're, they wake up nervous, they go to bed nervous, go all throughout the day. Jesus is saying here, be anxious about nothing. But in everything, every situation, okay? Now, depending on your situation, could be addiction, could be anger, could be unforgiveness, uh, could be uh, hurting right now for whatever reason, could have a problem with a family member, friends, your job. That's every situation. No situation is, is exempt. Okay, every situation you come to by prayer 
Okay, we know that, we're praying, we're coming to God, and petition. Now, what is a petition? A petition is a request. When you're in court and you file a petition, it's a request. So we come to God in every situation by prayer. Well, prayer is coming to God, but then we petition God. We give him a specific request. Now, Abraham, how many times have you gone to God and you say, God, I need help. God, I'm hurting. God, help me. I don't know, have you ever done that? Yeah. yeah okay, Abraham has, and he's yeah. 15. So if he's done it, you know if somebody like me's done it, I'm three times his age. But I go to God. I say, God, I'm hurting. God, help me. No! God, I have an evil in my life. I have an evil in my job that keeps censoring me, that I can't speak your word. Uh, I'm on a platform that I keep getting censored. Uh, I have an evil that comes against me that speaks ill of me when I'm speaking um, uh, uh, glorious about you and lifting you up. Father, I'm asking that this evil be taken away. I'm asking for... uh, Uh, like I think Sarah said, for God's no weapon can be formed against me. Be specific in what you need. Father, I need $100 so I can pay my light bill. Father, I need a car. Be specific. Ask, tell God what it is you need. Unless you don't understand what you need, then pray for wisdom and he will give, download what you need. So uh, Kelly's reminding us, when you're worried about your blood pressure going up, think of it in the terms of what you just said. B stands for the word breathe, and P stands for the word prayer. BP. So breathing prayer. I love that. I love that. And let's talk about blood pressure for a second, folks. Uh, this blood pressure thing is a hoax. Um, I, years ago when they went to take my blood, I don't let people take my blood pressure anymore. I think it's an invasion. Look, my blood belongs to God. And if God tells me to let somebody take the pressure of his blood, I will let him do it, okay? I'm not interested in my blood pressure. I'm interested in the pressure of my spiritual man, okay? I'm interested in the force of the, of the blood of Jesus, not my blood pressure. Nobody's gonna tell me that everybody's the same and everybody has a blood pressure of 120 over 80, no matter how tall you are, no matter how skinny or heavy you are, no matter how old you are, how many, how young you, you can't do that. You have to understand this blood pressure thing is a hoax. The, the reason they have this 120 over 80 is because if it's not that, they can give you some medicine and big pharma can make a lot of money. Am I talking about something different this morning? I'm sorry, I have to talk about this, it's important. Folks, blood pressure is not a disease. It's a symptom of something that might be wrong. Let me say that again, it is not a disease. You cannot treat your blood pressure. You can treat the thing that might be causing you to have high blood pressure, but chances are you don't. There's people on blood pressure medication all over the world that don't even need to be on it. used to be in Europe, well, even here. It was your age over 100. So if a person's 70 years old, your blood pressure is 170. Well, if your blood pressure now is 170, they wanna send you to the emergency room. My, my niece is a nurse. Says, my, 
if your blood pressure's 220, you're in stroke zone. You're going to have a stroke. Well, let me ask you a question. If I'm out there running and jogging and I'm lifting weights and you take my blood pressure, what do you think it's going to be? 300 over 100? Absolutely. But do you think I'm going to have a stroke when I'm out running? No. Actually, when you run, when you work out, that actually helps. So I'm sorry to go from this blood pressure thing, but when I get a hoax coming about, and somebody mentioned blood pressure, so if you're out there, and I'm not telling you to stop your blood pressure medication, I'm not a doctor, so this is not what I'm talking about, but if you're out there thinking blood pressure is the disease, it's not. It's a symptom of something else, possibly. So we need to you know, stop focusing on blood pressure and start thinking on the power, the pressure of the, of the Son of God, of, of uh, the, the, the blood of Jesus and how powerful his pressure is. All right, anything else? And Riker, yes, thanks for your comment. Same with cholesterol, way overdone. Way overdone, folks. Okay, let's get back to this prayer here. With Thanksgiving, okay, we go and we, uh, we're talking about, we go to God in every situation, we have anxiety, every situation, okay? Uh, we have a petition, ask them specifically what you need, all right? Uh, and this says, uh, verse 7, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So when we do this, this supernatural peace will come over us. And what will it do? It will guard our hearts. Mm. It will protect our mind. You see, when it guards our heart, there's two parts of our heart. There's the spiritual, emotional aspect of it, okay? The spiritual is the... Uh, what what is what comes into our heart is what uh, is what we focus on mentally is the things we talk about. It's our spiritual nature. The emotional part, the the physical part, is our the pumping of our heart. And when our heart is pumping fast because of anxiety, it causes our blood pressure to go up. And it should because that's the way we were made, right? And they want to give you drugs to lower your heart rate. This is what they do. They lower your heart rate. No, God says, I will lower your heart rate. Why? Because scripture, God gives us the, the remedy, folks. Look, we are our own doctors. We know more about our bodies than any doctor could ever know. Why? Because we're children of God and our doctor is, 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 is God. He created us. So we need to go to God first and say, God, heal me and give God a chance to heal your body before we start running off to big med, right? Amen. Yeah. Amen. Reba's mom had the same experience. She, was, she got sick from the meds they gave her. So thank God she's able to get off those. Right, exactly. So when we pray and the supernatural comes over us, it lowers our heart rate because we become calm. That becomes our blood pressure medication. It's God's blood pressure medication. Don't you love the way that this blood pressure fits into the scripture? Only God can do this, I'm telling you. All right, number eight. Finally, brothers and sisters, what now? This is now yet be proactive. Now that you've uh, uh, gotten rid of the anxiety, now you gotta put something good in there, all right? Don't go back to thinking about, oh, I got this problem, oh, I got, no. You gave it to God, you asked him, he's brought the supernatural healing over you, this, this calmness, okay, as you're breathing, right? 
Finally, brothers, whatever's true, this verse eight, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Mm -hmm. Praiseworthy, excellent, lovely, pure. Think about these things, Shanita. Mm -hmm. Not go back to worrying. God, I'm, uh, I, I need money. I'm asking for a new car or a car, period, because I can't buy it. And you, and you give it to God, he calms you down, and then you go out and you start worrying about you don't have that car. You start worrying. You have just undone everything you've went before the throne to do, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that's what I like about Shanita is that she thinks only of good things. And I'm the one that thinks of all these bad things. I worry, you know, but I, gotta, I work on my worry, okay? I'm just being honest with you, but... Well, to be honest... Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you brought up, is it verse eight or nine? Because typically I'll, I'll do that. I'll, you know, surrender everything to God in prayer. And then coming out of prayer, my thoughts go back to like, the worries. Yeah, we do that. We all do it. But you, you do think really good thoughts and I'm working on that too. All right, uh, so here we go. Um, number, okay, so we got two things. The first, first one is, um, is to breathe. We're gonna breathe in God's breath, breathe in the Holy Spirit, breathe without any doubt, any anxiety goes out, all right? Number two is we pray, this is the prayer. Here's number three. Number three is the why. Number three is the why are you here? Mm -hmm. Why am I here? What is our purpose? What's the reason? But David, I have a job. Now I'm talking about your job. I have a career. I'm not maybe even talking about your career. I'm talking about why has God put you here? What is the reason? What's the specific purpose? And thank you for asking about my mother. I, I do wanna talk about her in just a moment. Thank you so much, appreciate the prayers. But what is your purpose? You know, this ministry, we stand on two things in this ministry. Many, we stand on many things, but there's two things God laid on my heart. We stand on widows and orphans. When I say orphans, any child that's abused, any child left behind, human trafficking, abortion, abuse, runaways, abandonment, even children are still at home and have parents, but the parents are not. They have emotionally, spiritually abandoned the children. We stand on that platform. We pray every week on the Monday night show for children. We lift them up. These are so precious to God's heart. And even though we make Last Evangelist, the TV series, and it talks about the current events, our core ministry is children. And then widows, all right? These are ladies that, it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, it doesn't matter. It's the ones that have been abandoned, the ones that are lonely. Even ones that are, have mates that are still abandoned, and you know who you are. Maybe your husband doesn't agree with you. We stand for you. And it's not just women, we stand for guys too. Guys, if you're lonely, we stand uh, with you, all right? So, so that's, that's, that's the core, and why am I here? I'm here because God said, David. They're assassinating my character. God said, David. They are assassinating my character. 
Folks, the modern day church, the world, is assassinating your father's character. When you walk into a church on a Sunday morning and they're not preaching the 100% full gospel and willing to stand up and take the hit in the face of the culture wars, if they're not doing that, they're assassinating our father's character. Our father is love, yes, but our father is also war. He wars against evil. Our father loves us, yes, but our father will not tolerate disobedience. Hear what I say. When you got the preacher standing up there and they're smiling and they're just telling you how much God loves you and he's waiting on you, that is nonsense. Does God love you? Yes. Is God waiting on you? Yes. But what they are trying to sell is no matter how long God has to wait and how long God has to love, he's always going to be for, there for you and he will not be. There will come a day when Jesus comes back riding the white horse, he will open his mouth, the sword will come out as his tongue will slay the beast. It will be over. It will be judgment day for those who do not obey. So this bill of goods these pastors are selling about how God loves you and is waiting on you forever is not true. We don't know when God's gonna give us that last breath. We don't know when God, uh, that, that, that the next second, if he's coming back, in the, in the twinkling of an eye, in, in like a flash of lightning. And then it will be over. God's character is being assassinated. And we need to stand up and tell people and show people who God really is. Shanita, don't we? Absolutely. Anybody? I mean, can I get an amen out there? We need to stand up and show the world who God really is. We need to show people God's true character. We need to show people the power of God. You see, when you see the power of God, you're seeing the character of God because the power of God will allow you and permit you to say anything that God needs to say in the face of hell. Yes, you will offend. It's gonna happen. Jesus said they hated me, they're gonna hate you. I ask preachers. I say, how many people hate you? You go, I don't want my people to hate me. I want them all to love. I said, that's your problem. You want everybody to love you. Get out of the pulpit. If you're not willing for people to hate you, I don't want people to hate me, but I'm willing to stand up for God. And if people don't like that, then I'm sorry, that's just the way it is. But if you're not willing to take those hits, get out of the pulpit. If you're not willing to take those hits, don't talk about God because it assassinates God's character. Go all the way with God. You know. Uh, were you going to say something? Yeah, that's what William is saying. Cry aloud and spare not. Cry aloud and spare not, William. Thank you. Spare not. You know, I, when I was a, a young boy about Abraham's age, um, I went to a football game every Friday night. Abraham, whenever uh, our school would have a, a football game, my dad loved to go to football games. And um, 
And he would put on this black hat and a big uh, raincoat, and he'd pop up a big bag of popcorn. And uh, he, he would walk. We lived about a mile from school, and he would walk Abraham from our house to the football field and uh, on a Friday night. And we were so embarrassed, we would walk behind my dad because he carried an umbrella, had on a raincoat, had on a, a rain hat, big bag of popcorn. And chances are it wasn't even going to rain, but he just always thought it was going to rain. Well, <clears throat> I was standing, sitting up in the stands during the football game, and my dad was down there at the fence. And I was sitting with my friends, right, real cool buddies. And they started talking about my dad. They didn't know it was my father. They just said, look at that goofy guy down there in the raincoat. I mean, he's really goofy looking. What is this guy? He's crazy. What, you know, he's... Uh, and then one of the other guys said, oh, I think I know who he is. Uh, he's the guy that walks up and down the street and yells, you know, crazy things. And they started talking about my dad. And I got mad and I stood up. I said, excuse me. I said, that's my father you're talking about. And the things you're saying about my father is not true. You're lying. See, I know my dad. Does he have on a black raincoat? Yes, he does. But I know what's in his heart. I know my father. And folks, if we're willing to stand up for our earthly father like that, how much more do we stand up for our heavenly father? See, when someone says something about your God, your father, that's just not true, and you know it's not. You feel it in your heart. Are you willing to stand up and say, that's not true? Now, I don't mean that we have these little disagreements. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the blatant things. You know, things that are blatant, things that are right in front of your face. Are you willing to stand up? Okay, so let's talk about the three things. Number one. Breathe in God's breath, breathe in the Holy Spirit, breathe out unbelief, breathe out anxiety, take God's breath in, right? Remember, every breath is your first, because it could be your last, and it's the breath that God breathes in you. That's God breathing. When you, you don't take your breath, God gives you that breath. Number two, how to pray. Be anxious for nothing. Every situation, go to God, with a petition, asking for specific things. And then you'll have the supernatural calmness come over you. Your heart rate will go down. Your blood pressure will go down. You don't need the medication. Okay? Start putting good things in your mind. Number three is why. Why are you here? What's the purpose? And why are you here? I'm believing right now during the next 10 minutes, God's gonna to speak to you and give you a direction exactly what he wants for you. You know, before you were born, he had something in mind, very specific uh, uh, mission for you, a purpose. And life gets in the way and knocks us off path. But I'm believing that God has something very specific for you. And it may even be just teaming with other people. You know, if you'd love to be a part of this ministry, uh, we'd love to have you on board, and I'm glad you are. A lot of people out there are. We have over 600 prayer warriors. And if you would like to be part of the ministry, you can uh, just um, call 844-806-0006. Uh, 
um, or you can uh, just text the word CHOSEN to 91999. Um, and I want to uh, share this with you. Um, this is uh, uh, a guitar here that, um, that actually you all blessed me with. Um, you see, about a year and a half ago, I had a guitar, and I'd had this guitar for 20-something years, and God spoke to me. He said, David, you love this guitar, don't you? And I said, I do. And then God said, good, now you're gonna give it away. I said, Lord, you want me to give away my guitar I've had over 20 years that's so important to me that I love so much? He goes, yes. Because somebody else needs that guitar and has a purpose for that guitar. That guitar has a purpose in this person's life. So I gave it away. I didn't have a guitar. And so for almost a year, um, I didn't have a guitar. My kids put together some money. It wasn't quite enough. And I went out praying for a guitar and looking for one. And because of your all's prayers and your donations, uh, I bought this guitar and I bought it for God, for the ministry. This guitar belongs to God. And so when I play these songs, this is, this is for God. It's not for me. Uh, it's, it's for us to praise God and to worship God. So I'm sharing that with you because God may be saying to you, you need to give something away to help somebody else. And it hurts to give it away, but I'm telling you, when you do that, you'll have such a blessing. And God will bless you 10 times more, 10 times back, okay? So God has a purpose for you, and God has a reason why you're here this morning. And we've got about 10, 10 more minutes to go here. Um, I'm gonna wrap it up. Do we have any, uh, before I go into the song, do we have any, uh, any other comments? Okay. We're, yeah, we're going to do the prayer request uh, right after the song here. Um, we'll be praying for you. And uh, so if you've got uh, a request, uh, I want you to go ahead and send it to chat so we can uh, so we can lift you up in prayer. This song called Blessed Assurance. Now, if you've got your uh, computer or you can pull up the lyrics to Blessed Assurance, I want you to um, I want you to sing this with me now. As we sing the song, let's, and we've done this probably a lot, but let's just not sing the song. Let's understand the words. Let's understand what it really means, okay? Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. This is, Jesus is power. This power is mine. The Son of God, his blood. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Folks, this is just a glimpse of heaven. God's power is just a glimpse of what we're going to have when we get to heaven. Born of the Spirit, washed in his blood. This is my story. This is my song. I want to know, what is your story? Let's go to God. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of his spirit, washed in his blood. This is my story, this is my song. 
praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Second verse, perfect submission. Perfect submission. Perfect delight. Visions of rapture now burst on my sight. Angels descending, angels descending. Bring from above. Echoes of mercy, echoes of mercy, whispers of love. This is my story, everybody sing. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long, praising my Savior all the day long. You know, what is your story? Well, I think the song says it. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. You know, folks, you don't need to be in church to praise God. You can do it at home. Do it in your car. Do it on the street. Do it at work. Do it walking down the street. That's our story is to praise God. When we know our purpose, when we know what God has created us to do, then we do it all for God. If God has created you, to be a housewife, then you do it for God. If He's created you to be a factory worker, then you do it for God. He's created you to be an actor. You act for God. Whatever it is He's created you to be, you do it for God. You praise Him. Let's sing it one more time. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, yeah, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long, praising my Savior all the day long.
You know, when I was a kid, I used to pray all the time, even walking in the schools back when I was like nine, 10 years old. And I'd look up and I'd be walking down the halls of the schools and I'd be looking up praying. And I remember people making fun of me. They'd imitate me, looking up, smiling, praying. But I prayed God, I praised God all day long. You know, I don't know why I did that. I was saved at seven. Of course, I got off track. And, and uh, that's a whole nother story. I don't want to do that. But, it's, but, but for two or three years, I just praised God no matter where I was. And that's what we need to do. Walk down the street. Praise God. Don't be afraid to raise your hand. Praise God. Walk into your, into your work. I thank God. I give God the glory. You've got God's power in you. It's time we use it. We breathe it in. We pray it. And we understand our purpose, okay? Let's, uh, let's do the prayer request now. Shanita. Okay, for John. John. For um, Mr. Young's sons. Mr. Children. Mr. Young's children. John, Mr. Young's children. And um, actually, if you want to, you can come over here and you can uh, just sit with me. I'm going to scoot over and let Shanita step in here. There we go. And you might want to go ahead and lean in there so they can okay. see you. Okay, for Jackie, for Carrie, and for Shelly, we are praying for you. All right. John, uh, and we have someone's children we're praying for. Mr. Young's. Mr. Mm -hmm. Young, and for Jackie, mm -hmm. and for Shelly, mm -hmm. okay. And Carrie. And Carrie. Mm -hmm. Who else do we have? Um, Margie, hello. Hey, Margie. Um, pray for my mother. She had a stroke about five days ago. And uh, to be honest with you, the doctors pretty much told us that this stroke is so bad that she's a vegetable, probably gonna stay a vegetable. And that's just the way it is, okay? That's, that's what the doctor told us. Um, sometimes folks, you can't listen to doctors. You gotta go to the great physician in the sky. Mm -hmm. So when everybody cleared the room, um, I laid hands on my mom and I asked the father, I said, God, you are the great healer. You're the physician. You, you, these doctors only know what you've allowed them to know. I'm asking for a healing father for my mother. And today, five days later, she's making noises. She's moving her hands. The doctors are in shock. They don't understand it. Now, is the Lord going to take her home? Well, I don't know that. But all I know is God has given me and us the power to pray over the sick. It's not up to us to determine the destiny. It's up to God. But it's up to us to use his power. I'm convinced that God's power went into her and that he has healed her. Now, is he going to take her all the way back to, I believe he is going to take her all the way back to when she was better than before. But we don't know that. So don't feel bad if you pray for someone and it doesn't come out the way you want it to come out because God is the great healer. He's the great physician, mm -hmm. right? So we're going to pray for you this morning. Mm -hmm. And if there's anyone out there that needs prayer, um, I just want you to put your hand toward the screen, Okay because we're praying for you. Maybe you didn't say I need prayer. Maybe you were a little you know, embarrassed. And it's okay, God knows your heart. So we're gonna go to the Lord in prayer right now. Father, I pray for each and every person out there. We come to you. We have a petition 
for each and every person that granted that had a request and those that didn't have a request that maybe got in late, maybe too shy to mention it. I'm asking for a complete restoration healing. Would you deliver, Lord, to them what needs to be delivered in their heart, in their body, in their mind, in their spirit, in their family? Father, I'm asking for an anointing on each and every person listening to my voice that's tuned in here. I'm asking, Father, right now that you give people an understanding, a clear knowledge of what their purpose is in life. What do you have for them to do? I thank you, Father, for this word you've given us this morning. It's not our word, it's yours. And we thank you for that. Thank you for the song you've given us. And I'm asking right now, Father, that you bestow this power on each and every person that's listening and allow us to use it according, according to your will. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, love you guys, and uh, thank you, Shanita. Um, just a couple things here uh, before we go is um, some people said they'd like to get the book. If you want this True Power book, we're gonna be going through it every week about God's power and other things. Uh, we have that, and we also have this other, I'm just gonna tell you, we have the ministry. It supports the ministry, we can pick it up. This is the story of my life. I in Hollywood. It deals with demonic, uh, uh, SRA, demonic possession, and. I think it's something Christians need to know about, program multiples. And then we have the uh, new um, Last Evangelist DVD, and you can watch Last Evangelist, the first episode, on davidhevener.tv. And then this is this End Times Investigation DVD. It's got eight hours of uh, of, uh, interviews with um, a lot of well-known people, folks. Uh, L.A. Marzulli, the late Russ Dizdar, Irvin Baxter, Mike Spaulding. Um, And we deal with Antichrist um, and the one world religion, Illuminati, New World Order, Satanism and demonic powers, and also the end times miracles that's uh, happening today and a lot more are gonna be happening. If you'd like to support the ministry, please pick these up. Uh, If you'd like to pray for us, I wanna give you a phone number and I wanna give you a way to text us. Um, We really could use your prayers. Um, You can text the word chosen to... uh, 91999, uh, call 844-806-0006, and or you can go to davidhevener.tv forward slash order. Uh, you can donate, it'll help us stay on the air and keep this ministry alive. Um, and also, we like I said, we do need your prayers. If you can go to davidhevener.tv and sign up, we have like 800 videos on there, right? And, we, and it's not censored, okay, mm-hmm. so we can do what we need. All right, thank you so much. Shanita, did I leave anything out? Um, well, we'll catch it tomorrow night at 7. Oh, Sydney tomorrow night. 7 yeah, Eastern. 7 uh, p.m. Eastern Standard Time, David Hebner Live. But I'm praying every Sunday morning we can come together like this and uh, we can um, enjoy each other, share God's word. And my goodness, uh, it is uh, after 12. So um, thank uh, you so much for thank, being here and hanging with so us. Much. Yeah, I love you guys. I appreciate you all. Very grateful for you. Yeah. And just remember, you never really lived till you found someone worth dying for. That's Christ Jesus. God bless you all. Bless you.